0: Welcome to another exciting edition of The Dr. Funk Podcast And now Here's your host
1: Dr. Funkenberry What's going on everyone Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast Thank you guys so much for subscribing On Stitcher On Podbay Or Podcast Bay, And make it work Thank you for donations Right now we're going to cover a few things, including Andy Allo's new video. What's up with that? And then a few other things going on with the Paisley Park anniversary. But we got to ask, should we all come together for the new Power Soul? What's going on, Chris? How you doing, man?
0: Get freaky. Let your head bob. Get freaky. Let your head bob. You and me get together. Okay, sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> If you don't right, know that new power soul. Now you know about that new power soul.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's going to be a different kind of new power soul that, at least so far, seems like it's dividing people. Like when I first saw the tweet from the PRN family, um, I saw Marcus Anderson, I saw Adrian Crutchfield, the two of the sax players that Prince was using. The past uh, couple years, along with the extended version of Third Eye Girl and the MPG, they've been around kind of like since 2011, um, 2012. Right. And then you have Josh Dunham, who was around for the 3121 era. His wife is Cora Dunham. He used to be the drummer for Prince, but is now with Beyonce. Um, then you have Marva King in the mix. I'm kind of like looking... Who's up in front and uh, it's a familiar face to us. I think you may have seen him a little bit more times in concert than I have. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That was Jason Tenor of the Purple Rain um, Prince Tribute in Vegas. That's been doing that forever. He performed on Letterman, had two stints on Access TV's tribute bands. Uh, I was kind of surprised to see him. Um, you, how many times do you think you've probably seen Purple Rain in concert with Jason leading hmm. everything? Um,
0: since I well, since I I went to school in Vegas at college, I saw him back in the mid nineties. So it's been more than twenty years. So I'd say about ten times, probably altogether.
1: Okay, I've seen him probably about three. Mm-hmm. Um, did perform twice in L.A. before. I would remember some girls saying, "The more they drank, the more he looked like Prince. He did emulate him." <laughs> that is true,
0: um, by the way. That is very true, and he sounded more like Prince too. The more you drank, <laughs> but he's pretty good. But you know what? I think we kind of we kind of ran right by the the major announcement because you well, kinda, you talked about Twitter. So why don't you kind of let well, everyone know if they don't know what's up?
1: That was that was it. The PRN family talking about. A new band called New Power Soul and we don't really know what's going on with it. I talk with people that talk with Jason and they're saying that like, you know, Jason's been working on his own music for a long time that he loves doing the Prince thing, but have been wanting to do his own music. So I'm coming with the fact of hearing that, that it's going to be his material or they're going to be doing original material. So we're coming with that and it's just an right. interesting concept. I hit up a couple people in the band got one response back that they're very excited about the project. It's like, okay, cool. I'm I'm getting more information about it, doing some other things. That's how I'm led to believe is that they're going to be, you know, as a band of former Prince bandmates making up this new edition of new power soul along with a few other, maybe unfamiliar faces to some people, but that that's what it's going to be. We're led with that assumption because like I said, talking with other people and knowing that he has his own music. So this morning and I sent you the information, you were kind of like, wait, is that Jason? Oh my God, this is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My first impression was that I, you know, I recognized the NPG horns guys. I, I recognized Marva, Marva King, who we've seen her many times when she was, um, backing up Prince and being the backup singer. And so I'm like, okay, this is cool. Then, and then, it took me a while cuz you kind of like do you see it? Do you see it? And I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. crap, that's Jason from Purple right. Rain." I'm like, "Wow, okay." Right. And I'm thinking the that it sounds like a cool idea. Um but I guess I've always I was always thinking, "All right, it's cool if he doesn't try to be Prince. If he's just him, he's got a great voice." You know, if he doesn't try to impersonate Prince, I'm thinking, okay, it's a new band. They're going to do original stuff. They're all great musicians, great artists, and they're very creative. And if they've got the family behind them, cool. I think it's neat to have kind of a a Prince-inspired band of, of uh, old band members and Jason.
1: Right. Then we get the full article from The Current written by Andrea Swenson, who also was... The panel, one of the people that did the panels, the questions at the Paisley Park celebration this year. So she did the article and then we're finding out that they've been recording at Paisley. Again, cool. Yep. We were finding out like there's some jazz recordings that John L. Nelson did. There's some other stuff going on. Cool. Because I'm like, OK, I was thinking this may be more on the tip of the MPG jazz or MPG cue that Prince was trying to do. Or maybe they're trying to like do black as a new black or a few other things. Sort of like cool, but then you know we do hear that they're going to be doing their own music. They're going to be doing new music, but then we also see in the article that they're going to be doing Prince covers for this album that they're going to be releasing and are going to be doing live shows with it. And then the reaction from then on. Was uh, not as cool to the Prince community. I mean, I think people were going with an open mind at first, understanding that Omar, Prince's brother, who's putting this together and has been working on this, uh, that his intentions have been good for the most part, not, you know, aligning himself with the other family members and other stuff. So people were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And With that one article, that doubt for most people, not the entire fan community, but a lot has been called into question and they're saying this isn't what Prince would want and all this stuff. So you're led with things (laughs) that kind of put you into a bad light. What I would have done personally with this article Cause they did talk about them performing new music. I would have <clears throat> recorded a video clip of the new music being performed with the band. Cause I may have overshadowed it, overshadowed it and a little bit overshadowing it. Um, <laughs> the main thing is, is that I understand, I understand about the tax bill. I understand about all these things, you know, and, If you're trying to do a live act, you want it to where you're going to be having some older songs. I mean, look at the Revolution. It's not like, you know, they did add in Roadhouse Garden and a couple other things to their repertoire when they were touring. However, it's just a little different. It not being the Revolution or are all these cover bands and their lead singers that are popping up, you know, doing these tributes. You're having something official by one of the family members come out <clears throat> and there's gonna be covers. Obviously, uh the fans aren't happy about that. Uh probably I would be curious to see how many of these fans have seen cover bands since uh 421, 2016. Um my main thing in this is just I wanted it to be new music, not the covers. I understand about the tax bill. Maybe there's a bigger plan that the article didn't do. I mean, the entire day, people were asking for my thoughts on it on Twitter and Facebook, and I didn't want to put it in writing because things can be misconstrued. So maybe this is a thing that happened. But <clears throat> let's kind of go through some of the comments because there are some people that defend Jason that may know more than we do. But immediately, like as soon as I posted, people are like, "What are your thoughts? Who are these people?" I feel uncomfortable about it all. Paisley Park died with Prince. Then, you know, Aww. there's some people that are like, why it's not necessary at all. And then someone would go, Prince why the place to be alive. Why not use it? Then there's a few responses back about amen. Some of these fans want anything Prince way to be de- dead like him. Oof. Hey. And then Sarah, you have all for using Paisley Park to record new music, but do they really have to use it with someone pretending to be him and singing his songs? There was, is, and only will always, only ever be one Prince. And then, yes, Prince wanted his place to be alive with real music and real singers, not impersonators, trying to be Prince and sing Prince's songs. Don't get me wrong in the beginning. I thought this was a great idea, but not if you're going to capitalize on Prince with an impersonator. Kind of being a little rough on Jason, but I think people care. Then... Someone goes, change the singer and make new music and all is good. I like Marva, but having Jason as a singer ain't cool. Like I said, I think we were cool about Jason being the singer. We just wanted him to do newer material. Um, Right, yeah. You know, and then here's it is. I actually saw Purple Rain in Vegas last week, and I did not want to like Jason. In fact, I sat with my arms crossed, waiting to be disappointed. To my surprise, Jason was really good. I'm happy for him. And then people yeah. are like, what? I wish I'd just leave him in his legacy alone, honor it by way of a museum. Okay, but the rest of his crap is disgraceful. Um, then here's another person willing to give a chance. If they can truly make some new, innovative, interesting music. Again, new. Um, yeah. I'm all for it, but I hope it's not a Prince impersonation. I'd like to see artists like Hearts recording there. Whoever comes out of Pays Park live up to the name. Um,
0: the I'm one sure. thing that I think is... is I don't know if it's weird or just kind of off-putting is the fact that they're recording a CD of covers. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'd almost be more inclined to buy. I don't know. I'm not going to buy a CD of covers. I don't care who it is. It's just weird to me. You know, we've got the music. We don't need another CD of that. How about you record the music of the new stuff and say, Hey, we're also going to play some of your favorite print songs It live because that would be fun. You know, yeah, we're gonna hear new music, but you get some of
1: that old stuff that we're familiar with too. There was a way of wording it. Just like I said, I would have put a video clip up there, the new material. Yeah. People like, you know, see see that they're continuing the funk in Prince's name. Um this is from Jason Wade. I'm glad that the recording studio is being used again, but I feel like this is just one of the many ways that his family plans to make money off his death and his music. I don't know if I'm making that much money off of this. Get new acts in there who can be on the MPG record label and start their careers. So many proteges came under the Paisley MPG label and it'd be awesome to see new acts become famous in Paisley park.
0: See, that's a, that's the thing I'm thinking of is if, if a diehard fan like me, isn't really going to be interested in buying a CD of covers, Mm. how are you going to sell that to the general public? See,
1: but that's what I think. Like this week, coming out of Ride Aid, I was waiting in the car and um, my girlfriend went in, person came out wearing a Prince symbol hat, not an official hat, but a Prince symbol hat.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Then when I went to Chipotle today with our friend Chris James to kind of talk about what's going on here, and I texted with Dave Hampton about it as well, and we'll get into that. Um, <clears throat> we saw someone with a denim jacket that put... Like bedazzled their denim jacket with the Prince symbol wow so you know it's like hey and I go yeah, yeah. let's let's walk up to them and see if they know any songs from the gold experience um yeah, right I'm, not, I'm right. not trying to be snotty here but what I'm trying to say is that yes there's a market for this but it's for fans that are casual fans some people that call them the 21sters for people that became hard more hardcore fans after the 21st I think that's it's wrong, but there's some truth to it. And I also think it's for nostalgic purposes, people that want to get their 80s on, you know? Yeah. Same thing that how Journey was able to make stuff work and has been touring with that other person. Um, this is different, you know? And I would, yeah, I, would right. I would give Prince a hard time when he was here because he talked talk about he didn't like people covering his songs. And like it would be like the topic of conversation the night after an after show where he kicked off the after show with Shelby J doing a cover of Rihanna's rude, rude girl, rude boy. So I would go, right. Yeah. He doesn't like covers, but didn't they just do Rihanna? Um, You know, but he didn't like his music being covered Yeah, more so. So you're, you're into that. It makes things hard, but I do think that there's a market for it. Like I said, every time, I went to um, I went to a Prince night this past Sunday. There's a lot of new faces that know the music. The DJs are only playing the '80s stuff, and then mm-hmm. he went into "My Name Is Prince," and there was three people singing all the lyrics to it, getting excited. Then after the first verse, before the before the chorus gets in, he switches the song, and it's like. <laughs> People want to know the music. You got to educate them on it. This is it. I want people to know that there's more than just 80 through 87. I think it's great that Showtime is showing the Sign of the Times movie so people aren't just concentrating on 81 through 85. We need to get out there that I feel the 90s material may not be as strong as 80s material, but it's still relevant and it's still positive. It just didn't have the Warner Brothers promo machine behind it yes so, exactly 100 i agree so you know and just back to everything i do think that there's a market for it whether people agree with me or not that's a different story uh, roxanne shepherd says i believe it can be a very good thing as long as the intentions remain pure i believe that prince would approve there's people trying to give a chance um then adrian Hernandez, no, I used to see tribute bands before Prince passed. Now, personally, I cannot watch any of them. It seems wrong to me, and this seems even worse. Leave it as a museum and honor his legacy. Um, here's a go. Uh, that just seems like a personal shot, Jason. I'm not going to read that. The main thing, the reason I'm doing this is we're trying to be fair and balanced here. We obviously, if it, become, if it was just new music, we're behind it, and... More so with the covers and us being kind of confused with it. Um, not so much. I did ask before all this if we can have like a little bit of a tidbit to play with the podcast. Hoping to get that. Obviously, I'd like it to be new music or see how it's going to sound. Um, here's another thing. Sharon Sheik. I've seen him and was quite impressed and thoroughly entertained. If Prince didn't approve, he, he would have shut down. I don't know about that. Um, I do know that he kind of went after uh, after some people that would emulate him, and he wasn't too much of a fan. Um, Jason tanner is amazing. I can't wait. Keep the music alive. Paisley open to everyone. Then people like no. Then they're doing the Prince side eye. <laughs> I will keep an open mind. Jason Sander is a great choice. Um, the family inherited the estate. They should enjoy the fruits of their brother. And then Stymie Jones. It was Prince's talents, not theirs. Um, the Mary Noor. so they're just singing all of P's music if I want to hear Prince music all I have to do is hit play I yeah. need another band trying to play him kind of done with that how many are there now there's a bunch of no just no um, funked up on arrival what goes in Vegas should stay in Vegas Ruby Wise <laughs> that's actually Katrina funny. <laughs> Mayhew Taib Paisley should be a school for young musicians with scholarships and it should be a place where new music is made This feels a bit odd right now. I just think everyone is also, look, we haven't exactly healed. We're all trying. Yeah. You know, Um, we all feel like we have the weight of the world on our shoulders, especially, um, you know, ones that just see so much going on and just can't believe it. But we all we all feel this way. So. It's kind of like ripping the wound each time because we haven't exactly healed on it. Um, Can anyone else get a ride on his reputation? I think a lot of people just can't get over that's a prince impersonator. Um, I guess we have to wait
0: and see. We have to wait and see exactly how is he going to be a prince impersonator because he's a great musician, great singer. He doesn't have to have, you know, standing there doing the prince side eye on stage the whole time. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly what he brings.
1: He had pretty impressive guitar skills. Obviously not like Prince. The only one who comes close to that, in my opinion, is Donna Grantis and Grantis. And he was at one time the number four must-see show in Vegas. When you think about what's there, whether it's Celine Dion um, and Jennifer Lopez and Britney Spears and knowing that some of that stuff is usually lip synced, is not live. So that's a kind of like an, you know, that's an ode to Jason that they still get that attention for it. We can have this wait and see approach. But the thing is, is that's why I would have gotten ahead of this and put out a live video clip of them rehearsing or recording a new song that had a funk flavor to it. Yeah, because so. it'll show
0: people that they're not trying to recreate Prince's music that they they're doing their own thing but they also Mm -hmm. are going to play Prince music as well to make the fans happy yeah I think you're right it's a spin it's just the way that they they presented it and maybe we will be able to see them we will obviously as time goes on they're going to release something or they're going to do a video or something where we'll see clips and I'm sure we're all going to calm down we're all going to be happy for the family and for the band if I'll
1: and I'll see them play live for sure We're, we're leading with the assumption. Yeah. I'm just saying the next thing that comes out in the media, you need to have a live clip, preferably a video clip of them playing in something. Just jamming. You you need, you need to get out in front of this. Yeah. That's the main thing is that, you know, you got to understand that everyone's being critical. I know that Omar is trying to come from a good place. I'm making that assumption still. Um, But you have to get out in front of it and try to see everything that's going on. Because everyone is just way more critical. They're extremely sensitive over this stuff. And what they want, they want new music. They want new music. They want remasters. That's what they're wanting and they're not getting it. You got a Purple Rain disc of stuff where... The sound really wasn't that great, but it was newer material and people were loving it. But then you get this Prince Forever set. You're not getting anything new. And then the bootleggers are putting out the material that the fans want, but not the estate because of what's going on with everything. So it makes it hard. So a few a few more comments just going to go through this because then this way it's just interactive and the fans feel they have a voice. You have Sarah Savoy. I am so disappointed by this. I was really looking forward to this new band. that They completely lost me by trying to steal the songs. I can't believe what an awful idea it is. So completely out of touch. Then Jeremy Toach. I don't know. It's like a complimentary tone. It's like Eddie Murphy describing his mom making a Big Mac. Just not the same, but we will all eat it anyways. Um,
0: <laughs> well, and this is one of the um, one of the quotes that uh, Omar said in the article that I want to kind of tie back to because I think this is really what he's trying to get the point across that maybe the rest of the article didn't, didn't really focus on was that he wanted to ex- further explain the vision of the project saying this is a group effort. This isn't about replacing Prince. It's about paying homage to him and his music. Prince always promoted real music by real musicians and that's what this is all about. See? So maybe we just need to l- see that and just not get too worried about what's going to happen.
1: Again, like I said, we're all very sensitive. We all keep getting the damn Band-Aid ripped off. And I understand it. I'd rather have the new music and not the covers. When he says stuff like that, it's much better. But when we're reading about cover songs or whatever, then it just takes on a whole new thing. And you got the attention of the fans. Uh, When they first did the tweet the day before with the band, There really wasn't a lot of attention. They got the attention now. Now, do you come with the concept of there's no such thing as bad attention, we got attention? Or is it bad intention? Um, Another thing to go on is that I loved Prince, but have to support the two band members that I know. It's a Sheila Renee Wheeler who were already a part of the MPG. So if nothing else. I'm excited for them. She's talking about Marcus and talking about Adrian. And when yeah. I reached out to Marcus yesterday, he said that he was very excited about this project and was, he was proud to be doing it. So there's people involved and they're excited from it. And I wanted Marcus and Adrian and Marva, one of them to be on the show. I kind of wanted to let Omar know that I wanted that as well. Uh, the response back was a link to the current article, which we're quoting from right now and which broke the news because I would like them on because I was afraid of this reaction. And again, it's me trying to get ahead of it, which is what I would have done with having a video clip of the newer material being played. Um Then this is what we mean. Here's some someone channel Wilson. I really just want Prince back life. Life if I could pray and say, God, please send him back. I would. So that's what it is, is, you know, and Omar again is saying, we're not replacing him. Yeah. Then here's another one. that kind of like feels how we feel about stuff. Uh, Venecia Hopkins. At first I had no problem with this. I was good. Open up the studio for new talent to record there. Then I read the article now I'm pissed. Why redo Prince's music with a cover band? I also think I'm also having an issue with calling the band New Power Soul. Everything Prince's so-called family is trying to do will backfire on them. They need to leave his legacy alone. I'm so tired of these people. But again, here's Omar saying that's not what we're trying to do. So, um, and again, here, here, this, this is 100% true. Uh, Tari, Mom, Kelly. Sally, I wish Prince had memorized his wishes before his passing. So, right. again, it comes back to the will. Now, what I'm trying to go on is someone they have the right to sell everything, nothing to say about it, but please don't use his name in that despicable way. Rita Wita said that. Um, David Duarte, Jason Tanner has been recruited recruited the guy is good but it's kind of odd for them to choose a prince cover artist for such a project um then people using don't play me quoting from the lyrics um <clears throat> here's anita owens walker who's been in the community for a while i'm not knocking it until i actually see in here i for one like jason tenor with purple rain the great has been doing it for over 20 years and he's very good. They said they aren't trying to replace Prince, but to keep the music alive. So with that said, if they ever performed in my neck of the woods, I would go and see them. And another person, let's get real. Heather Anderson. Prince was all about supporting others, talent and success. Jason Tenor is incredibly talented. Yes. He has spent his career making money covering Prince's music. And now he has an opportunity to collaborate and record new music. Give the guy a chance. He's not trying to be Prince. I'm excited to see what his individuality creates. I'm much more excited about what his talent will bring out of Paisley Park Studios compared to what Prince's family has brought out of there. As for the family, why are people so quick to judge about them making money off of Prince's death? Who really cares? Have you seen all the unofficial prints, everything all over the internet and the world that is being made and sold? I'm simply glad Paisley Park is being used as a recording studio rather than the unprofessional, greedily, and poorly designed Paisley Park tours. Let the studio be alive. Let Prince's influence continue to impact the lives in music of the future. I support Paisley Park Studios being open for recording. I support musicians covering Prince's work. I support new music. I support Jason Tenor. Um, Michelle Eed, I'm all for Paisley Park using the studio to create new music with our artists, but please pray they don't try to impersonate Prince. Um, let's see here. We're trying to get more of a feeling just cause there's some people that heard Jason's work. There's just a lot of stuff to go through. There's A lot of comments. Yeah. Um, The one
0: thing I I just, you pointed out about um, using Paisley Park. The one thing I think is really interesting and really cool is that it is a functioning museum, but they're still able to figure out a way to keep it alive as a recording studio. And in the article, they mentioned that they're recording from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. They have to actually, you know, there's tours all day long, and then they have to come in after the tours are over, set up, record and tear it all down so they can only re- record and perform from eleven PM to seven AM That's right. uh that's that's pretty remarkable I think it's pretty cool too that they they're willing right. to do that to get this
1: project off the ground. So props now another, for that. Another thing and this is someone that has heard any music or whatnot, Jason Tenner is very much a true artist and real musician. What musician wouldn't jump on the chance to record at Paisley? He has plenty of his own material from over the years, and believe me, it's amazing. I've heard it with my own ears. Definitely sexy music that would fit right in on the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. Uh, you had me until then. Um, it's that hot. Combine all that while collaborating with MPG members in the magic of Paisley Park. Yes, he's very much inspired by Prince, and we'll probably see a few cover songs, but Jason is his own artist. I believe everyone will be pleasantly surprised by what they hear. I'm excited to see what comes of this. Then people are like, it seems promising, but they need to make some new music too. Again, the new music, that's where people are at. Um, Paisley Park Studios should absolutely be utilized, but how about the only, only new original music? That I would be willing to support. So there we go. That's that's a lot of the stuff that's been going on all day. Is It's a majority of no, then other people doing it, and then the people saying they would support it if it was new music. So, yeah. Can you do me a favor? Can you reread what Omar said again, please? You want Yeah, let's
0: let's so yeah, so hopefully we can have some people that are getting really worked up. I know I'm one of them, I'll be honest, well, but <laughs> I'm not
1: right now the way it sounds, I'm not for it. If you're doing new music, I understand about the estate. I understand. I just don't understand how this is going to be the money-making venture of it. But maybe it needs more explanation, and they're welcome to come on here and explain it to us. Because again, the people involved are excited by it. Um, again, I want—we all want new music. We want the stuff. I was talking with uh, Chris James earlier, and just how these artists out here today—it's only the the older artists that have appreciation for music, and the younger artists are trying to take shortcuts and aren't taking it seriously. So we need a new music revolution. There's a thing... That's why I like Blood Orange and these other acts that are newer but are still coming with stuff. I mean, look, I have mad love for Bruno Mars and we talked about that before on the show. However, he's not on Prince's level, but he's great in his own right. It's just there's so much other garbage out there that's tracked and not really done with live musicians that it's a problem. And that's what I want and that's why I think Prince wanted... Real music by real musicians. Now, again, uh, with the Omar quote, and like I said, we're doing new music, we're supporting it, but the other stuff not, but let's, next time when there's a press article for it or media, let's get out in front of it and put up some clips of their new music or other stuff. I think Omar was trying, especially with this, this quote, and of course, with everything else going on, we're concentrating more on that than what he said. And again, the quote is,
0: man, why can't I find it? Of course, I'm. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. So sorry, I don't know why I couldn't find it. It's it. He said, "This is a group effort. This isn't about replacing Prince. It's about paying homage to him and his music. Prince always promoted real music by real musicians, and that's what this is all about."
1: Okay, I don't think we're going to change their mind, but let let's see what this does. You know, um, (laughs) that's people really, really don't get it. Like when you have to play the line of everything and you can't just take one side because I'm cool with Omar, in my opinion, you know, I like him. I feel he's trying to do what's best for everything, but I have to try to call people out when I feel that Prince would have a problem with it. Prince would have mad love for Sheila, but sometimes she would do something that he didn't like. And that's just how I felt. I know it rubbed people the wrong way, but I'm going to continue to do that because I'm doing it what's best for him. I can't do it. When he was here, there would be stuff that me and him did not agree on. And discussions, albeit he'd be telling me to use better judgment or other stuff, but discussions made it he would see things my way. A lot of people would be afraid to challenge him, but I felt that that's where things actually came from. So that's just how I have to come at it is when Prince would want things a certain way. And I didn't think that it was what's best for business, so to speak, I would call him out on it. You know, whether it was through email, through texting with an assistant or a manager, or even later on through Twitter. So that's, that's where it comes from. You know, I can like somebody and I don't have to agree with them. We can still be friends. We can still be brothers, but I just have to let it be known that that's how I feel. That's how it comes across. All right. We've delved on this enough. Did you see uh, the new Andy Allo video, Chris?
0: (sighs) I have to admit, I have not seen it yet.
1: Okay. 10,000 Days, and it's basically the video concept. I thought it was a little bit too dark, to the way it was shot, not that it was a dark subject.
0: Okay, okay. Um, dark and lighting, not dark as...
1: Right, it. yeah.
0: <laughs> Depressing. Okay, gotcha. Right.
1: And, you know, she talks about in the lyrics, you know, like, I've had a crush on you since your Power Ranger backpack. I think a lot of people expected, especially when we're hearing it live, that it's about You know, her having a crush on a guy from back in the day. Right. It actually is a female friend who Uh is straight and has a boyfriend, but she's crushing on her. And then a lot of people are just tripping because then she opens up her guitar case that her friend had. Then she left her raspberry beret behind.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. So then... You know, I had people that worked with Andy and worked with Prince like, wait, is Andy by and I'm like, kind of had feeling she was, but she never exactly put it out there like this. Now, is this just a concept video? I mean, you know, because when she said if I was king, you know, she was singing it in the thing of Prince, you know, if he became king and all this stuff. Now, there just be some stuff, especially when. You hear her when she does covers of I Love You and Me or other stuff. Sometimes she doesn't exactly switch it to a male part to a female part. She keeps that male part in. Now, was that all on purpose? Was there other stuff going on? So it's an interesting concept, and it's another layer of what is to Andy. And Andy, to her credit, since Prince has passed, really hasn't talked about him too much, has gone on with her career she never really wanted to be the stadium type person, so she plays small clubs. She's going to be in Pitch Perfect 3 coming out around Christmas this year. So she's got a lot of things going on. I don't think she's exactly doing this for attention, albeit she no. has our attention. You know, but I would definitely check out the video. The another thing that's happening... um, Paisley Park is reaching its one year anniversary of it being open as a museum in October. And they've been doing stuff and it's with an artist named Blue. They put out her design. Now, a lot of people may not know, but Blue was heavily involved talking with Prince about making Paisley Park a museum and putting up certain mural types of things around Paisley. Of course, Gracelyn came in and they switched it up and didn't use her designs, but she had a lot of stuff that Prince approved and was in discussions with about putting in Paisley before his passing. She's going to be releasing a book through Kickstarter. It's going to be a very limited run and it's just going to have some other things going on. And let me ask you about that, Chris. What do you feel about another book coming out? Although it's going to be a limited run and it's something that Prince approved, you know, what do you think about stuff like that?
0: Oh, I think it's great. You know, it's cool that there's artists out there that are, um, you know, either inspired by Prince or worked for Prince. You know, we're seeing a lot of the books coming out now, uh, with mm-hmm. Steve Park's book come out, uh, coming out and, uh, Afshane's as well coming out. I'm sure you're going to talk about it later. Um, yes. even, even I just saw that, um, maybe this is a spoiler alert, but, uh, Troy Gua is releasing another book of his Les Petite Prince. I saw that. So I'm all for anybody that's inspired by Prince, uh, worked for Prince, putting stuff out because that gives us more access to who the man was. And I think that's kind of at least personally, that's my allure. Is if it was somebody like Blue, somebody that was working with him that was, you know, maybe he, you know, gave, you know, her Some inspiration to do certain ideas that might have he had some influence on or had some input on. Yeah, I'm interested in that. I know a lot of people are. You know.
1: Now, let me go with some of the descriptions of the book because, as I said, it's going to be very limited. We're going to be making a full announcement on DoctorFunkenberry.com, and with probably within the next 24 hours. Now, um, let's see here. She's created a book of illustrations of Prince. She's going to let everyone judge the illustration part by themselves, but the book itself is going to be gorgeous. It's going to be 35 by 45 centimeters, heavily textured paper, Japanese lace binding, a fabric cover with selective varnish. It's going to be a piece of art in itself. Inside will be 30-ish all-new watercolor illustrations for me. No text, no nothing, just watercolor. Um, Motivations for it are multiple. Feeding two of my passions first. But it's only when fans reached out explained to me how my art helped them heal that I understood. Channeling my sadness, trying to turn it into something beautiful would help others heal as much as it would help me. That's how the embryo of this project came to be. A personal, colorful view of Prince, live, dedicated to the Prince fan community. It's meant to sit on the fans' coffee tables, sparking conversations with other fans and neophytes. It's going to be distributed via a Kickstarter campaign. It'll only live by the will of the fans. It's my vision of Prince, not always accurate, yet always true. It's Prince, but it's also a fantasy character like the ones who would invent for us every year or so. It's the book I would have made if he asked me to do one. It's the book I would have wanted to buy, different from any others that you can find out there. But the book doesn't exist yet. The thing with the Kickstarter campaign is that until it's done, well, nothing is done. Now... They are going to be heavily promoting it and heavily doing other stuff. I'll just get more into the details of it. Um, They're going to be starting the Kickstarter campaign probably around October 3rd. It's going to last until November 2nd. And they're going to start printing the book on November 6th. And they're going to start shipping it on December 1st for delivery before Xmas. It's going to be kind of hard because she's in Australia. these, all these are subject to change, but that's the goal she has, and it's closing in. It seems to be going on hold. I'm more than 70% done with the images. All production details are sorted out. Most of the remaining work is about the campaign itself. Like we talked about the book, um, Prince, the price is going to be around $275, Australian money, but U.S. $220, with a few different reward levels for joining the Kickstarter campaign. Ford is a work-in-progress there's going to be someone that we know uh, from the Prince world that is going to be doing the Ford from when it's going out. Um, there's only going to be 250 books that are going to be printed. So it's going to be extremely limited. So that's what we're working on. Uh, who knows? That could be a Christmas gift for someone that we know, Chris, our girlfriends cool friends or ourselves. Um but that's what's going in now. So we're going to see how this goes. But her art is quite amazing. And again, it's something that Prince was wanting inside Paisley. So what do you think of that, Chris, and Blue's book? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Uh,
0: I'm definitely going to be interested. In... Now, one of the questions I had was, do you have you seen any of her art in Paisley Park or anywhere that
1: Prince might have had it? No, there was some designs that he tweeted out before of hers. And then for Paisley Park's announcement of their one-year anniversary of Paisley Park being a functioning museum, her artwork is being used for that. Now, oh, keep in cool. mind, Prince would use artwork like Blues and LVs and Martin Holman, um the Red Fox Bandit, use these all the time. So this is something that he did, someone that he supported they may have been in it with it but they had discussions and i've seen it before you know that there was stuff that he tweeted out of her artwork said so, cuz
0: yeah. um you know what i was thinking of i was thinking it was um the musicology um the the battle of the bands you know the the
1: the graphic that was <clears throat> that was by third eye boy Got gotcha. you. Who okay. Spencer Dairy Art? Right. So yeah, so he was constantly using people. Yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of little artists. That's pretty cool. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Good for her.
1: So that's what's going on. Hopefully, we'll have more. Uh, I did talk with uh, Dave Hampton. I was really trying to get a special podcast with him about what's going on with New Power Soul. Um. You know, he said that it was announced at the fundraising concert and said nothing of an impersonator when he brought up the PR and alumni and things I was working on with the record label. <clears throat> Dave isn't exactly happy with it, but I'll let him be the cornerstone of it because I was trying to get him to either record tonight or tomorrow. He will be at the Steve Park event at the Grove, um, but that isn't exactly recording but we'll get it in. We'll see what he wants to say on the record or off the record. It's just right now, it's just a lot of controversy. Everyone's very sensitive. I said where I stand, you know. Um, I'm sure it doesn't make everyone happy, but I got to do what I feel is right. And next time, just get ahead of this play video clip of the new music and kind of like try to not so much bring up uh, the older music. You know, that's all I would come with it. That's my suggestion. Now, will they continue to go forward with this? I think so. I don't think our words are going to stop them. There's a plan, but the plan needs to be implemented and explained more because people are very, very sensitive about this. You know, that's why I want to be an advisor and help out with stuff in the future and other things because to gauge the sensitivity of the fans, I knew this wasn't exactly going to go over too well. I was just more surprised at the attention that it got when originally when it was announced with the group photo, there was nothing, but you know, I just think that the cover songs is what irked the fans a lot. And we'll go from there. All right, Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks thank doc. You guys. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening again, for subscribing for donating for having your input that's why i put thoughts is to share what you guys are saying not just to be your voice but us to be a collective voice in the collective unit all together thanks again for donations we got a bunch of stuff coming up i don't want to ruin it but we've been talking with a bunch of people trying to get interviews obviously we're gonna have asheen on closer to his book and quite a few other things they're going to be cooking Of course, we will be all over this and continuing coverage of it. Much love, everyone. Keep it funky. Till next time.